Ann Coulter drops a truth bomb, and the media just keeps proving her point. Meanwhile, the state of Minnesota is becoming a crap hole in the name of equity and justice. Justice for who, we don't know. And the LGBTQ plus cult continues to mock Christians with the support, you guessed it, of the Catholic Church. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, it's Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great President's Day. We went up to Big Bear and it was a lot of fun. Lots of snow. Uh, we got back just in time. Storm was going to hit, which is great because I didn't want to put chains on the tires. Now, the first thing we need to do, let's get to some news. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. This is one of the advantages of not doing a Friday show is that there's always something bizarre that happens on Friday. So, um, Alexei Novelny of the Soviet Union who, who of Russia, who was the main opponent to Vladimir Putin, is dead. Now, just to give you a little reminder of who this guy was, this guy was very clear about the corruption of Vladimir Putin. He was very clear about the uh, about how Vladimir Putin was killing people, how Vladimir Putin was a despot. Very, very clear. And he wanted to be president of Russia. He actually ran against him. And if it weren't for the fact that the elections in Russia are fixed, he probably would have won. Again, when you see a country that votes 95% to Vladimir Putin, you know that that country's elections are probably fixed. Kind of looking a little bit like the United States elections, eh? Again, I don't want to make the comparison because Russia and the United States, completely different countries. Even our level of corruption has not quite reached that of the, of Russia. Anyway, Navalny was... Again, about five years ago, he was poisoned. He was given poison in Germany. He was traveling to back to Russia where the poison started taking effect. And he said, they asked him, are you okay? What's wrong? He said, I've been poisoned. I know I've been poisoned. So he gets to Russia. Uh, Germany confirmed with two different samples that he was actually poisoned. He recovered. Again, weakened. But he did recover. So Russia doing what Russia does. Putin had him arrested for, I don't know, sedition or something. Who cares? And he was sent to a gulag in the Arctic Circle. Now, a lot of people who think there are no gulags anymore in Russia since the Soviet Union, that was a thing in the Soviet Union back in the 20th century. No, that's not true. Even Alexander, Alexander Solzhenitsyn said the gulags still exist. They're not used like they were. During the, uh, during the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. But they still exist, and people are stuck in those gulags, and they are stuck in there for political reasons. So, so, so uh, Navalny was stuck in a prison, and then we found out Friday he died. Now, again, the body has not been released. Apparently, there were some pictures taken of the body. And it looks like it was pretty much beaten up. Uh, a lot of people are saying the body hasn't been released because they're waiting for the poison to to uh, kind of go away because they think he was probably poisoned again. Though, in a gulag, who the hell knows? You're, Russians within the gulag didn't know why somebody was killed. It happened all the time. 
It still happens to this day. Don't kid yourself. Russia is notorious for concentration camps. Little known fact, um, the whole term concentration camp was Russian. I think I may have mentioned that earlier, that concentration camps in Russia were, were famous when the after the Bolshevik Revolution when Lenin wanted to stick all his political enemies into specific prisons, specific, specific prisons to get rid of them. Those prisons only hold, held political prisoners. That's where the term concentration camp came from. It was a concentration of political prisoners. And this was done back in 1918, 1919. So they've been around even longer than the Germans. Anywho, so this guy was sent to the Arctic, beaten, killed. The body has not been released. A couple of pictures have been released to prove he's dead. Uh, as of yesterday, there were a couple of people that said, we don't even know where the body is. The reality is this thing is going to be cremated. The ashes are going to be sent back to his family. And that's going to be the end of it. And Vladimir Putin did kill Nolvany. There's no question about it. Of course, over here, that's, that's kind of a big deal. Joe Biden had a red line. He told Vladimir Putin, do not kill Nolvany. If you kill Nolvany, you've crossed a line. So I'm not exactly sure what that means. He was asked about it yesterday, and his comment was, well, it's Republicans' fault. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, maybe I'm way off here, but uh, that's, if that's where the red line, what happens when you cross a red line with Biden, which it appears that's exactly what it is, um, I'm not really sure what we're going to gain out of there. Just, okay, it's Republicans' fault. Lots of things that are happening during the Biden presidency are Republicans' fault. Everything at the border is Republicans' fault. Everything in, in the homeless problem is the Republicans' fault. The drug problem is the Republicans' fault. The crime problem is the Republicans' fault. The failed Afghanistan pullout is the Republicans' fault. By the way, that's another thing. Okay, remember how Joe Biden said that we have enough eyes on the Taliban on Afghanistan so that the Taliban would not take over Afghanistan. Remember that? That was a, one of the first questions people asked Joe Biden. Hey, what if the Taliban comes back to Afghanistan? And he said, nope, nope. We have clear eyes on Afghanistan. We have their government, blah, blah. And Taliban will not come back and make it into an 8th century uh, being run by 8th century barbarians. Well, guess what? The Taliban has taken over the taken over um, Kabul. So the Taliban is now running the government in Kabul. So, hey, that's great. Uh, and I'm sure if someone asks, it's going to be Republicans' fault. Democrats are really, really counting on the fact that the media is just going to ignore it. Because after all, the failed pullout was two years ago. It's over now. We don't need to talk about it. They are a whatever country. Ugh. In other news, the uh, of course, you heard, and I, I think I did talk about Joe. Um, Donald Trump has been fined $350 million plus $100 million in other damages. Plus, he's not allowed to work in New York. Plus, his two sons, who run the businesses in New York, are not allowed to run in New York. And both sons owe $4 million each. 
and Letitia James walked out there like a cond- the condescending bitch that she is. And, and by the way, I'm not even a, a Trump fan. But Trump warned on Friday, he said, you know, it's going to happen to you. This is coming. Businesses are freaking out now at the thought that uh, the government can take away your business. They are actually freaking out. There are businesses that are talking about leaving. Kathy Hochul on Friday had a press conference. That's how serious it was. She had a press conference and that press conference, she basically said, hey, If you're not Donald Trump, you're okay. You will be okay. Donald Trump's a bad person. You will be okay. You know what? Everyone's a bad... Here's the problem with the left. The left always eats itself. It always does. You can be Amazon. Look at what they did to Amazon. Amazon was going to bring about 250,000 jobs into New York. And then you had AOC kick them out. Jeff Bezos is a far left guy. Probably not as far left as the far left is now, but he is a far left guy. They kicked him out. Do you think that a lot of these businesses that are there and are already paying like 22% taxes plus corporate taxes? Do you think they're just going to stay? No, but like Kathy Hochul says, and she is not the most, not the best speaker. She just says, oh, this is all Donald Trump. So any of you who practice the same uh, politics as Donald Trump, yeah, you guys are the ones that have to worry because you're all seditionists and and uh, conspiracy theorists and white supremacists and stuff like Yeah, I don't expect to see a lot of businesses in New York much longer, especially after this. Now, mind you, this was wholly political. The judge basically said, there was no question he he was guilty. The judge said he was going through the procedure just to figure out how much Trump was going to owe. So, I mean, Trump was guilty before this even started. The judge has been caught on tape saying that he can make all the decisions he wants, that he has all power. This was obviously political. Um, this is going to get, and Trump's already said, I'm not paying a dime. We're going to appeal this right away. It's going to go to the upper court and the upper court is going to kick it down. And one of the problems with this with this whole with this whole accusation with Trump is that there are no victims. That's the huge problem. Trump didn't miss taxes. He paid his taxes. Trump didn't uh defraud a bank. There's no def- no one's accusing him of defrauding any banks. Banks are still lending him money. Trump didn't defraud any insurance company. No insurance company has claimed defraud and claimed they've been defrauded and they're still insuring him. No business in any other state and no court in any other state and they've been looking have found any crime. And by the way, that leaves another problem. Uh, where's, where's the crime? There is no crime. This was a civil trial. This is a pure punishment of Donald Trump. This is going... I'd be shocked if this even went to the Supreme Court after I read some of this. I have a feeling this is going to go to probably the D.C. Court of Appeals and they're going to overturn it. And one of the things... Even this judge basically said, well, Donald Trump has to pay all $350 million before he can appeal. What? I've never heard of that before. 
I mean, this is purely political. It's not going to work. This judge doesn't have that kind of power. It's going to be overturned. And all things are going to end up the way they are. I think even our lefty court system, I think even the Supreme Court would have a problem with this. The Supreme Court, all nine judges would probably say, uh, you can't do that. So we'll have to see. Okay, so let's get to our dumbass of the day, and we got a couple of real winners. <laughs> Okay, so this this is this guy. So there, we've got a couple, and of course, this again, this is a problem with not doing one on Friday, and the weekend comes, and then there's a whole bunch of just weird video clips. Here's one, and this is a typical one. This is becoming more and more common with the LGBTQI poop emoji cult, and it's that God is trans and non-binary, and God supports transing and then this guy brings up little sections of the bible to prove his point of course what he does doesn't realize is that it's just a complete misreading of the bible and then he misses the main passage in leviticus that if a man wears women's clothing it's an aberration it's abhorrent to god but that goes he doesn't bring that up he doesn't try to discuss that so let's listen to this character. God is trans. All y'all Christians out here losing your goddamn mind when it comes to trans rights, which is stupid, and you should be for the marginalized. But beyond that, your God is literally trans. In Genesis 1, it talks about let's make humanity in our image, the I form of they. The term spirit is a feminine word. Importance for the whole, you know, Holy Spirit. And God is likened to father and mother all throughout the text. God's pronouns are literally they, they're them. How else are you going to talk about the Trinity? And beyond that, verbatim, in Galatians, it says, in Christ, there is neither male nor female. And in ancient Israel, there were eight genders. Eight. Christians, where do you get off being transphobic? Stop. There are so much, there is so much wrong with what this guy said. Like everything wrong. It's a minute and 20 seconds of everything wrong. First off, I do want to point out, he says it in the beginning, I don't know if you caught it, but he says that uh, transphobes, which means people who don't believe what this guy is saying, should be marginalized more. In other words, this guy's admitting that, that if you don't believe in this trans crap, you're being marginalized. So at least he admits that. That's the only thing he is right on, is that we are being marginalized because we don't believe men can be women and women can be men. That's the only thing he got right in this whole thing. Um, that's about it. Okay, first off, there were not eight genders in Judaism. You talk to any Jew, they will tell you there were not eight genders in Judaism. That is not true. That is just an absolute lie. Talk to any Jew who knows anything about Judaism. There were no eight different versions of Judaism. Ben Shapiro explained this. He is a, an Orthodox Jew. He said, no, that, that is not true. Uh, two, when God said there is, it, it, there is no his, him or her, he did not mean there is literally no sex. 
He meant when it comes to following him, your gender did not matter. You were treated the same whether you were a man or a woman. And that's it. And he said that also when it came to sin. Okay, you were sinful. Didn't matter if you were a man or a woman. That's very different than, let's say, Islam, who the men are the ones that are leading the religion and the women are just subjected and they really have no say. That's very different than that religion. And by the way, there were lots, and that's what Christ was fighting back then. Same with the Romans. Women were considered subjugated. Christ is saying, no, under the eyes of God, it doesn't matter what your sex is. Uh, spirit being feminine, I don't know if that's true, but spirit have being the feminine of something, that's like saying that a mountain is a he or a she. That's like placing gender on something that also has, also marked as feminine or masculine. So for example, I'm trying to think of a word, bird um, or, or dog, paro. Paro is the term for dog. The standard term for dog. It's probably not a great example because you can't have a para. But paro is the standard term. When you're talking about dog, genderless dog, it's paro. That does not mean that all dogs are male. And that's what he's basically saying. So it, it, it's, it's complete garbage. Everything this guy is saying is garbage. Every, I mean, and then he, he basically says, God damn, in the middle of the in the middle of the speech, which I may be way off here, but that's not real. That's not real Christian. What he does seem to forget is that in the Bible, in Leviticus, it says that it, any, any man who wears women's clothing and any woman who wears man, men's clothing is abhorrent in the eyes of God. He does say that. That's Leviticus. I believe it is chapter 21. I'd have to look it up. I can't remember. I don't memorize the Bible, but I believe it is chapter 20 or 21 that he says this. They're very clear about this. It's not even a sin. It goes beyond the sin. It is abhorred by God. He hates it. And of course, if he hates something, he's going to take it out on you. And it's been said multiple times in the Bible. Now, this guy, at least he didn't bring up the whole thing with the eunuchs. Because a lot of trans people say, well, they talk about eunuchs, which means they support sex change. The eunuchs were slaves. And one of the things the Bible does is it really does try and make slavery into something that's a little bit kinder than it was back then. I mean, the Egyptians used to just kill you. And of course, there's always that they, the pronoun of God is they, them. Yes, in, in the first, I think it was the ninth, it was the first uh, chapter where they said, we will make this a world in our image and something like that. I can't remember the exact quote. The reality, it was talking about the Trinity. They weren't talking about, you know, God is they, them. God was not a single form. And what these trans people don't quite get, which really drives me nuts because I've had arguments with women about this specifically. Um, 
when we refer to God as he and the Father, that's really not meant to be a gendered term. God doesn't have gender. doesn't have sex. God is a spirit. The angels are spirits. They, they're, they're not human. Sex and gender is a human trait so that we could pro- procreate. Angels do not have gender. You, oh, well, St. Mike, okay, I mean, it's just a name. God, calling him the father, you can call him the mother if you want. It, it, it doesn't matter. As long as you acknowledge him or her or whatever you want as the supreme being. He referred himself to him, so I will call him a him. All through the Bible, he refers to himself as the father, the creator. And that's why that's what it means for him to be the father. He is the creator. So I, I think they're missing a lot of things. The, these leftists are missing a lot of things when it comes to that. And I think it's terrible. Okay, let's look at the next one. And, and this is this is a good one because, again, it's just black people are really losing their place when it comes to race. As a matter of fact, they are now being looked at critically, as you'll see in the next uh, few stories that we're going to come up with this week. Uh, and But the blacks continue to say, you know, they're oppressed and things like that. And one of the ways they do this is apparently blacks have been involved in every society. Now, we've already heard blacks built up the United States. Uh, We heard that blacks were the main government in England and Northern Europe. Uh, We've already heard all of that stuff. Blacks invented spaghetti, everything. It was all the blacks did it. Well, this kid, I love this kid. He's he's so stupid. I mean, he's so obviously stupid. He just released, he's the one that basically said England was, England and Ireland was all black and there were no whites in England and Ireland until the whites went up there and took over. Completely asinine statement. The reason they have black skin and we have white skin is not because, I don't know why, what they're saying, but it's because of adaptation to the environment. Blacks had dark skin so that they wouldn't burn when they're in Africa. Whites have light skin because they just didn't need the melanin. That's basically, that's, I'm sorry, that's kind of genetics. I, I don't know what to say there. But this guy has decided that, oh, Chinese? Yeah, nope, they're all black. So all the Chinese culture is also black. Let's listen to this guy. I hope y'all know the first people in China were black people. It's crazy how they hide all our histories. Because if we didn't do our own research, a lot of us would never notice. It's crazy how they be trying to hide the truth. But the truth sells, set you free. Mm-mm-mm. Dang, dang, dang. I love this kind of stuff because, yeah. well, first off, you, you can tell this guy is no gen- geneticist. Because if you take a, an Ancestry or a 13andMe or whatever it is DNA test... The DNA knows you're from Asia. And no black man is from Asia. Sorry, not a thing. Genetics doesn't work with you. So, yeah. No, he's pretty much full of shit. But this guy, I gotta say, this guy is kind of fun. Alright, let's get to our first story. So, Ann Coulter was on the Bill Maher show this weekend. And they were talking about the Super Bowl parade attack. Where... uh a couple of guys with guns just started shooting, killed a woman, injured 20, including 11 kids. 
And at the time, there was no identification on the shooters. Well, here's Coulter. And she's basically saying, well, there's a, we already know something about the shooters. And Bill Maher, of course, who, by the way, anyone who thinks Bill Maher is a conservative because he said some conservative things, let's wake up. Now, maybe he'll be a conservative here because it's going to be hard to say she's wrong here. So let's listen to uh, Ann Coulter basically get laughed at by the entire Maher, Maher audience and the fact is, she turned out to be right. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way. The, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have we, some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's haven't how we know it's not a white man, I can tell you that much. Do you think they're, they're repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? I, that's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. It's I, not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, Wait. well, we don't, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know, you have special powers. Um, but. Now, I'm a little surprised by Bill Maher, because Bill Maher, one of his big complaints is the media is destroying itself because they're not reporting. He has said this several times. And I'm a little surprised about this with Bill Maher, because social media, they had released pictures of the two kids that had actually committed the murder. They they did release the pictures. They were black. So needless to say, and I did talk about this on Thursday, I didn't really talk about whether they were black or, or white because we didn't really know at the time. But by Thursday afternoon, yeah, we knew they were black. There was no question they were black. And the fact, she's completely right. The fact that they never talk about it tells you that um, maybe there's something wrong with the... Why aren't they reporting this? You'd think they'd report this. Well, it turns out that they were two black males. They had arrested three, but one of them had nothing to do with it. So he was released. So right, they were both, they were both juvenile. They were kids. In other words... They are not going to be, the gun control argument, this is why this has got to disappear. The gun control argument is not a thing here. These kids, one, were carrying pistols. They weren't carrying, quote, assault rifles, end quote. They were carrying pistols. Two, these kids weren't legally able to be carrying pistols. They were under the age of 18. And by the way, looking at the charges they have on them, as of right now, they're, it's been a week. They're being charged with assault with a deadly weapon and weapons charges. No murder. No 20 counts of attempted murder. And by the way, these people shot 21 people. This is a mass shooting. Why aren't these kids being been charged? Well, we're investigating. You know what? Let me let me make very clear to you. This is going to go away. These guys are not going to be charged with murder. Their identities haven't been released. They're not being charged as an adults, which amazes me because these kids are 16, 17 years old. They should be charged as adults. They went with guns to this parade. 
They were looking for trouble. And they found it because this whole thing was about a dispute. They got into a fight. And they shot 20, which means they carried enough ammunition to shoot 20 people. How are they not charged as adults? Well, they're not being charged with adults. They haven't been charged with murder. They haven't been charged with attempted murder. I'm not exactly sure where this investigation is going. But I can tell you one thing. Here it is. Crime in St. Louis is, uh, by the way, it's through the roof. St. Louis is one of the most dangerous cities in the world, not the country. In the world, it is top 20 most violent cities in the world. San Salvador has less violence than St. Louis does. Fewer people are killed in San Salvador than they are in St. Louis, Missouri. And this is why. Here's the thing. Blacks cannot be criminals. It's it's places like BLM funded and defund the place, uh, defund the police city like St. Louis. Matter of fact, the big complaint from people at the parade was where were the police? There are no police. They're all quitting. They're all being fired. No one wants to work that, that stuff anymore. I guarantee you, you will hear nothing about this. And, and when someone asks a question, it will be, well, they're minors and they're being charged as minors. Why they're not being charged as adults? These kids were 12, 16, 17 years old. You're an adult. They're being charged as minors. And so far, their charges are nothing. Their charges are a couple of years in juvie and they'll be out. And meanwhile, there's a woman who's dead. But it's okay she's dead because she's not black. She's Hispanic, but Hispanics are being considered the new white, kind of like Asians, because we have a lot of Hispanics in this country. So you won't hear another word about this. I guarantee you the media will not talk about this. Even Fox News, I'm really not impressed with Fox News. They don't talk about it. Well, here's here's another example of this. Um, this happened on Friday, and this is truly an absolutely horrific thing. This is according to the this is according to the AP Associated Press. A man armed with multiple guns and large amounts of ammunition shot at police officers from inside the suburban Minneapolis home that was filled with children on Sunday, killing two officers and a firefighter who was providing medical aid to one of the wounded. Authorities said. A third officer was wounded in the shooting in the tree-lined neighborhood of two-story homes in Burnsville, Minnesota. The suspect in the shooting also died, officials said. Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension Superintendent Drew Evans said there was an exchange of gunfire and authorities were still piecing together details of what he described as a terrible day. Again, this I'm sorry, this happened on Sunday. On yesterday, did you hear much about it? Of course you didn't. Why? None of the narratives are met. The man was black. The paramedic and two police officers were all white. The man was a formerly convicted felon. He even had a restraining order on him. He wasn't allowed to have any guns. They can't use... They can't use... 
uh, gun control here. Uh, this is all. This guy actually went into court to say he wants his gun rights back. He had changed, blah blah blah, and the court said, "No, you have not changed. You still have a restraining order on you." He went in 2019. He went back to court to get his guns back, and they said no. But Blackstone commit crimes. Don't forget, Minneapolis is falling apart. Because of defund the police and BLM, all because of St. George Floyd, who died of a drug overdose that we're not allowed to talk about either. Even though the autopsy after three years later has finally been released. So it just amazes me. And that's one thing about Ann Coulter. She calls this stuff. She does it all the time. I don't believe in everything she believes in. For example, I think she does go into the races a little more hardcore than I would. But I believe probably in between 80 and 90% of what she says. I've read all her books. Her books are horribly entertaining. She hasn't released a book in ages. I'd like her to do that again. But she's right. If they are not talking about it on the news, CNN, for example, they don't talk about it. There's a reason they don't talk about it. It's because the person's probably not a, not a white man. If it was a white man, they talk about it. Okay, so the LGBT. Let's get to our th- uh, third story: the LGBTQ uh, poop emoji cult is at it again, again, mocking religion, mocking specifically Christianity. By the way, you notice they never go and mock Islam. And of course they don't mock Islam because Islam will cut their heads off. They'll kill them. So they go hardcore at Christianity. I wonder what's going to happen when we start practicing Sharia law in this country, which is already happening in Michigan. It's already happening in certain parts of Minnesota, in Michigan. What's going to happen with the LGBTQI poop emoji cult then? I don't know. We'll have to see. So let's listen to this story. This is according to the Post Millennial. The Archdiocese of New York, which operates the St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City, said that it shares the, quote, outrage over the scandalous behavior at the funeral at a funeral earlier this week for a trans activist and offered an appropriate mass of reparation to consecrate the cathedral. The funeral proceedings celebrated blasphemy, whoredom, and had prayers for access to sex changes. According to the statement, the archdiocese, quote, only knew that the family and friends were requesting a funeral mass for a Catholic and had no idea its welcome prayer would be degraded in such a sacrilegious and deceptive way, end quote. And here's what I got to say to that. Bullshit. St. Patrick's knew exactly what was happening. That is complete bullshit. And I'll go a step further. That priest that ran that that cathedral, the, the, the pastor of the cathedral, the priest that led the actual mass itself should be excommunicated. They're apostates and they should be kicked out of the church. Listen to this priest because they, they introduced this. And you tell me, 
not only does this priest not condemn what's happening, he makes fun of other Catholics. Let's listen. Well, welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Except on Easter Sunday, we don't really have a crowd that this that is this well turned out, you know? Let us pray. O God, whose nature is always to forgive and to show mercy, we humbly implore you for your servant Cecilia, whom you have called to journey to you. And since she hoped and believed in you, grant that she may be led to our true homeland, to the light in its everlasting joys. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Could I invite the uh, first readers, first two readers to come up, as well as the reader of the Prayer of the Faithful? Does that sound like uh, he didn't know what was going on? And then to sit there and insult Christians? Oh, well, Christians never show up to these masses. Bullshit. I've been to the St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York. There, That place is full every day. But he didn't know, right? This was all, he, he got all tricked. All the men wearing dresses and overdone makeup, inappropriate gear. He, he had no idea. So this guy who died was named Cecilia Gentili. Okay. Um, a little bit about Mr. Gentili. Uh, he was originally from Argentina and illegally entered this country. In other words, he was an illegal alien, too. Not only was he a man who said he was a woman, he was illegally in this country. He was homeless, he was a drug addict, and he was a prostitute. He became an AIDS advocate, probably because he had AIDS. He went to... Par and I say probably, because I it, it, his cause of death, they never said. Which can tell you he died of AIDS. We can make assumptions when you hide things from us. AIDS has... all, And by the way, they can't say that somebody has died of AIDS. They're not allowed to say that. And the reason they're not allowed to say that is uh, one of the things that a lot of straight people argue is that AIDS is a gay disease. If you don't use intravenous drugs, you don't, you don't have anal sex with men, uh, you're probably not going to get AIDS. For example, there's going to be like 0% chance. I even argue with this with Josie. Oh, a woman could get AIDS. Yeah, she can get AIDS if she's sleeping with somebody who's bisexual or a drug addict. I mean, you're not going to get AIDS that easy. I will never get AIDS. I can guarantee you I will never get HIV or AIDS. 
because HIV and AIDS is primarily from the LGBTQ plus poop emoji cult. That's that's who it affects. That's why every AIDS HIV clinic in the world is is LGBTQI plus poop emoji cultists. That's that's what it is. So she became an outspoken AIDS ad- advocate. She partied with politicians and actors. She even acted in her own television show. Now, this is something that's really... By the way, only in America, you are an illegal alien who is transgender. You look ridiculous. And he looked ridiculous. Um, Calling yourself a whore, admitting that you're a prostitute and that... He is a good woman because he's a prostitute. And then America embraces you. It seems to me all this genocide crap probably isn't a thing when a guy like this can become so famous. He's a devout atheist. It was very clear he is an atheist. And as a matter of fact, looking at his picture during his funeral where he's sitting there holding flowers and he's got a halo over his head, he's not only an atheist, he mocks religion. He mocks Christianity. He's anti-Semitic. He wanted, before he died, he wanted a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. And and meanwhile, the church has, St. Patrick's, has this guy's funeral and you're sitting back and saying, why? There is nothing Christian about this guy. Zero. But that's what they did. And of course, it gets worse. The the funeral itself was blasphemous. Here is a couple of uh, guys that think they're women. Long hair and beards and weird, just weird shit. And they're basically blaspheming in a church. And the priest is sitting there doing nothing. He should have stopped the mass right there. Get out. Let's listen. This whore. (laughs) This great whore. Saint Cecilia. Mother of all whores. Today we say, we see you soon. Okay, um, pure blasphemy. Mother of whores? Really? That's pure blasphemy. And these people will be going to hell because they're evil. They're embracers of Satan. That's what they are. So, uh, the, the... Reverend uh, Enrique Salvo, who's the pastor of of St. Patrick's, who, by the way, should be kicked out of St. Patrick's. I'm going to go out on a limb and say she probably doesn't have a lot of the sacraments, which means she probably shouldn't be be given a funeral at a Catholic church. They released this statement. Thanks so much. 
Thanks to so many who have let us know they share the outrage over the scandalous behavior at the funeral here at St. Patrick Cathedral earlier this week. Now, mind you, this only came out after people started saying, what in the F is this? So this guy, these guys had nothing to say. The cathedral only knew that the family and friends were requesting a funeral mass for a Catholic and had no idea our welcome and prayer would be degraded in such a sacrilegious and deceptive way. Well, then why did you continue the mass? Why did they continue the mass? Why didn't they just end the mass right there? The second she was called the patron saint of whoredom, then they just end the mass right there. Get out. That such a scandal occurred in America's parish church makes it worse. That it took place in Lent was beginning the annual 40-day struggle with the forces of sin and darkness is a potent reminder of how much we need the prayer, reparation, repentance, grace, and mercy to which this holy season invites us. In other words, what this guy is doing, please don't excommunicate me. He's begging for forgiveness because, I'm sorry, they really effed up at St. Patrick's. This guy should be excommunicated. The priest doing the mass should be excommunicated. That church should have um, blessings placed on it because you just entered the realm of Satan. And this is the problem with Pope, Pope Francis. That piece of shit, Pope Francis, who... If he did the crap he's doing now, 400 years ago, he'd be burned at the stake. But Catholics, we're too peaceful. We're too peaceful. If I were in that parish, I'd be yelling that you should be kicked out of the the parish. I'd be yelling it in church. You heathen, you agnostic, you Satanist, get out of here. That's how I would have done it. But priests don't have any balls anymore. Well, AOC decided that this was somebody we needed to honor. So she deci- she got up in the middle of a congressional hearing and decided to talk about this guy. Now, what was really hysterical, Ash Wednesday was last Wednesday. So she had the ashes in the form of a cross on her forehead. Now, I have been doing Ash Wednesday for since I was a little kid. I have never seen a cross that big on her head. Now, if you think I'm saying that she probably didn't go to service to get the ashes and she actually went to her fireplace and added those ashes on her head on purpose to make herself look holy and Catholic. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I call the ashes on her forehead absolute bullshit because no one has a cross that big on their head. But even if she did go to church and they did, you know, raid the the fireplace for the ash that AOC needed on her head, what a contradiction. What a contradiction to celebrate this asshole while you're wearing the ashes of, on your head. The ashes that represent the understanding that you're going to die and you're going to answer for your sins. This guy, he died, he's going to answer for his sins. And he's probably not gonna like the he's probably not gonna like the answer. So let's listen to AOC be an asshole. 
I rise today to reflect on the life and legacy of beloved Queens community leader Cecilia Gentili. Cecilia was a beacon of hope for so many communities in my district. She was only 26 when she fled Argentina to seek asylum in the United States. She arrived in New York City in 2003 and lived her truth as a trans woman. She was finally granted asylum in 2012 as well, and she devoted much of her life to uplifting our trans and undocumented community in Queens. Most, recent, most recently, Cecilia shined in her, in her artistic pursuits as an author, playwright, and actress. Cecilia was a leader in the fight for HIV AIDS healthcare and founded a free healthcare clinic in New York City. At the state level, she championed the Gender Expression Non-Discrimination Act, GENDA, which was signed into law into 2019. And today, Cecilia would have also wanted to continue to uplift her advocacy against the dangers of proposals like, the COS like COSA and would allow, that would allow states to cut off access to life-saving online resources for online trans youth like healthcare information. Our, our community will continue to remember Cecilia as an unwavering leader in the fight for equality. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and I yield back. He was a hooker who was illegally in this country. He was a criminal. He was a drug addict. And he was obviously mentally ill. He did not. He, he fought for AIDS because he had AIDS. He was everything that's wrong with this country. Everything that could be wrong with this country. He was homeless. He was a drug addict. He was a hooker. He had AIDS. He was everything that was wrong and he's being celebrated by people like this. We really need to go back to the way things were. I'm not saying we need to hang or lynch gay people, but it should be something that's not supported. And this asshole should not have been supported. He's dead. And I got news to you, I don't care. He's dead, good for him. Now he's got the devil to answer, answer to. I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.